Hello everyone, welcome back to Kin's Conversations and today I am here with Ayla. We're just planning to talk about a few different things uh, focusing on perhaps post-grad life and other things. Um, Ayla, if you want to introduce yourself. Um, hi, my name is Ayla. Um, good to be here. I guess to start off, we could talk about what you've been up to recently or how long um, it's been since you graduated. Um, so I've graduated in, uh, 2021, which is, um, I guess almost a year now-ish, uh, a year and like a few months. Um, just a lot of stuff. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff just to avoid, like, to avoid doing what's, doing what's I'm supposed to do, which is like job or like just adulting stuff. Uh-huh. That doesn't really appeal to me that much, but um... What doesn't appeal to you very much? Just adulting. I, I think that is my case for now, but I, I really can't avoid those things forever, so I've been trying to get get a job, and then especially in my field, because... Um, Rem- remind me of your field. So my field is in environmental study. I think the the main reason why it is a tough field to like break into is mainly because you need like a certain type of connection. You need some sort of experience, a similar experience to have to go into that job and for the most part I've applied to like very like entry level and like it's just like not like in the beginning it's just not working out. It did like take a toll on my mental health a bit and you know there are like ups and down ups and down and i'm just trying to like go a body yeah how's it doing for you because you've started working a little bit right and you're still kind of job hunting yes i've seen a a few like people documenting their post-grad experiences and feelings on youtube Mm -hmm. and it's always like no one really prepares you for it such as no one really prepares you for being an adult it's like everyone realizes or feels like an adult at a different time right mm. like regardless of their age and stuff it felt like it was a while since you graduated but that's because it was like kind of during the covid year right mm. and so like the the sense of time with covid has changed so much like everything meshed together and how's your uh men- mental health doing now um, I feel like it just fluctuate a lot depending on like the situation that I'm in or like the one I'm going through and recently it has been like pretty bad. Yeah, it has been pretty bad. I, w- I was not in a good mental state and it was just not like working out. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about why or exactly what you were feeling or... I mean, yes, I can talk about it. So, uh, I recently got a kitten, and I guess, like, after, like, a few days, I don't feel, like, confident enough to uh, take care of that kitten, and I guess it was, like, an after-regret. What do I do? Like, will I be a good enough person to help them grow? Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was just, like, that kind of mindset, and then it was just me, like, spiraling, spiraling into, like, this, into this, like, deep like what if you know all these like questions yeah. and doubts and stuff like that plus i was on my period so my mental I, not mental but like i was like very very emotional it was just not fun having a new cat 
or having a new pet is like having a new baby. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And so essentially this is your first time being a parent. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what to do. The kitten is so fragile, but also so much energy and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like I started babysitting this summer for a 10-month-old. Mm -hmm. And so he hasn't started walking yet. And I think he is now. But he's the first baby. And it was just like, there's so many hazards around, right? Right. Like, they could bump their head. They could fall. They could slam their finger or, like, their paw, like, mm -hmm. in your case. Yeah. And it's like, it's so scary because you want to raise them well. Mm -hmm. But it, it takes time, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, you can't get to know the kitten in a, in a day. Except they don't, they won't be able to speak English or, like, speak so that that might be the harder like the hard part but he seems like a very energetic kitten yeah at first i thought he was calm because he was very you know he was taking a nap most of the time and now that i've gotten to know him and now that i've seen him very um playful and i like <laughs> like you mentioned i feel like i've sort of become like an overprotective mom every single time like i i encounter something like you know flowers fruits or whatever or like different type of food I'm, I'm just like, wait, is this, like, safe for a yeah. cat? And I, I searched it up, and I was like, no, they're toxic. Most of them are toxic, toxic. And I was just like, what? These are not good. I, I want to, like, eliminate, eliminate them. I don't know. Um, since I, I do live with my parents, they're carefree in regards to those. So I, I'm like, I don't really like that. <laughs> just because I, I want to uh, provide my kitten in a safe environment where... It's not really, like, <clears throat> exposed to uh, harmful, yeah. toxic things. It's just, like, you know, the pros and cons, but just trying to wrap my head around it. Back when we lived in, in the camps and stuff, I know that my family kind of had wild cats, right? Mm -hmm. Strays. Stray cats. And I guess that was different because it's, like, they can do whatever they want, go as they please, and right. all these kind of things. The the couple I babysit for said was just, like, babies are known to be resilient. And even if they cry, they'll get better, right? Even mm -hmm. if they, like, bump their head, they'll be okay. Like, it's not the end of the world. A trial and error kind of thing mm -hmm. and, and stuff. But it makes sense why you're protective. I, I, I keep comparing it to, to the idea of being a parent mm -hmm. because it's, like, now I can kind of see why my family might be overprotective of, of different things, right? Mm. It's like there's so many dangers in the world and you can't guarantee anything. The first time I realized you had to go somewhere and you were leaving your kitten at home, I was like, is anyone watching him? What if he touches the potatoes? Like all that kind of stuff. And it, it, he wasn't even my kitten, right? Mm. And so it's like there's so many worries and you just you can't guarantee anything. It is a lot different compared to a human child because a kitten is you know there, there are certain stuff that they are um they're attracted towards and then it's just like it is a different way to raise them yeah I'm, I'm saying i think your mentality is taking on the form of i'm a parent and i have something to take care of right now yeah i'm guessing you're thinking of like keeping him and stuff yeah I, I think I'll have to work things out because I will... I, I keep saying this, but getting into, you know, jobs and then... I'm at a, a stage where I'm just 
going into my career field and then I'm going at it and so it's a really difficult stage for me to also have like a kitten to take care of because I won't um I won't be at home to provide them with like uh, what's it called like a hundred percent attention yeah yeah give them give them my full attention that they need that was like my biggest struggle going into like adopting a kitten because I I never really like considered that I wanted a cat instead of a kitten because um, I do feel that cats are you know they're they have developed their personality and they are more independent I would say whereas kittens is like more dependent on you because they you know they're still growing and they need a lot of attention and a lot of care so I don't know it, it was just like what was your different. thought process and I guess why did you want a cat slash kitten I don't know <laughs> I've always wanted a, a companion of my own and I think and I think that I, I there wasn't any like thought process towards it it, it was, was just like, like it was just like I know I know if I wanted one I felt that it was the right time to adopt one because I tried I've tried like going uh, back to the shelter multiple times to figure it out or like just get a feel for like what I should need and what I should, what I should do and then things I need and stuff like that so I, I was prepared but like not in the kitten sense since I didn't really expect to get a kitten yeah well what is something you've learned since having this kitten they need a lot of attention and care obviously I learned to like you know pay more attention to like a lot of stuff uh, going in I like there there was like so many questions and so many like things that I like overlooked and things like um, their feeding time or like what kind of food mm-hmm. are good for them or like going to the vet or like I don't know in- pet insurance those kind of stuff it's like uh, they're all like stuff that I kind of overlooked because I wanted a cat um kitten whatever so it's just like there there are so many things that I felt like I sh- could have done more research on um but I feel like just well it it is good to be prepared and overly prepared but you're learning yeah. along the way yeah I'm learning along the way so yeah it, it, it's a a learning journey I guess yeah and what's important is that you have the willingness to learn right you're not just giving up and you're not like I don't know anything. I'm not prepared. I'm not going to take care of this kid. And that's not your mindset. So it's like, okay, you're willing to give it effort. I feel like that's the most important part. Because mm. it can't be perfect on the first run unless you have had kittens in the past before. Right. right? I guess what I really want to ask you is what you've been up to, all the fun you've been up to since not having school. Um, I've just been here and there, like around Washington and like places in Washington, I guess. Regarding my book club, it's just like a like informal club that me and my friend sort of like uh, established and we, we just wanted to, I guess, keep each other in track and just like, and just share about a certain book that we we're reading uh both of my friends were are, are like busy with their our life with their life so it's kind of like at a pause right now and i'm i'm and i'm just reading the book at my own pace at the moment so 
that's that oh and then skateboarding i've just been skateboarding here and there but like not recently because i've been taking care of my kitten and just i, I feel like this week like you know this past days i've just been indoors like inside the whole time and just playing with my kitten trying to have like a routine going on where i'm just like oh yeah so like in the morning i'm like waking up and then feeding my kitten and then um try to like wake up early and then you know cleaning uh, cleaning the room because it's a lot of work but i'm trying to get a routine going so that i can get used to it and everything um what else Oh, and then a uh, 17 concert. Uh, that's been really fun. Yeah, it, it's been really fun. So here's like a little context. So when me and my friend uh, first bought like the ticket, we wanted, you know, a good seating, obviously. Uh, when we tried to like buy the ticket, it was just like, it was really fast and competitive. And so uh, we ended up getting like not so great seats. Um, so we were kind of bumped out about it um, because of our seats, but but when we got to the the venue and stuff, it was it was really close. Um, Wait, like how close? It, it wasn't that close, but like it was close where we could like you know, like see them without the screen. Well, yeah, we can we can see them well, and then we can look at the screen too. But like. Just looking down, it's like, like you can just see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, the seating wasn't that wasn't that bad, and yeah, and it was really fun. Um, I love everything. Uh, Wait, in the concert, huh? I haven't kept up with them or anything, but is it the the hot song? Yes. Oh my so, gosh, that's such a catchy song. Yes. So th that was the song that they opened up with towards the end. They kept on playing like "Are You Nice," mm -hmm. you know, um, the iconic song. And they were like. You know, we're leaving goodbye and everything. And then, like, psych, I do nice. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, it was really fun. And um, I think one lucky fan had a chance to, like, sing the main vocalist, put, like, a microphone. Mic. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah. And then sing to it. And they were like, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was really fun. And then they were like, jump, jump, jump. And then. <laughs> I've seen clips of singers who pick a fan to sing a part right mm -hmm. but that's so nerve-wracking what if you're just so nervous or you just sound so horrible even if you you sing well right no or like i don't know <laughs> no but like but that's the thing like they, they don't really care like yeah. it, was, it was just like something looking back something i laughed about but it was just like at that time everybody was enjoying like the vibe was just like amazing and everybody was just enjoying the concert it was just crazy i i love i love i love 17 yeah this this makes me think about k-pop concerts in general mm -hmm. right like we haven't been to much yeah. or anything i'll have to ask you about this but for me if i had to choose one group that i wish i could go to the concert concert of and get like a nice view whatever that means or a nice seat mm -hmm. i feel like it would still have to be EXO. Like, even if they aren't promoting anymore, I want them to somehow, mm. in a, in a alternate world, right? If it was possible for them to. But I feel like I'm still stuck on, like, I want to go to an EXO concert. Because when we were younger, I always saw, I always saw your friend going to their concerts. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, wow. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think I could get, all, like, ever get over what i saw of exocon yeah i i did i, I do feel like we kind of uh, missed out a lot um 
by by not like going to the concert because it it's you know like there isn't very likely that they're gonna you know because um, they're not being promoted anymore. yeah yeah right they're they're sort of inactive right now so it's just like what what can we do as a fan and as an artist himself they can't really do much who would you choose boy group girl group or one um, of each in terms of just you know selecting like a group or whatever i rather than that i would like it if they could come to you know where i'm at yeah because it, it it's kind of rare that yeah. they they come to here they're eventually they're starting to more and more groups are starting to recognize washington as a place to come before it was definitely very rare but now there's at least i don't know was three kids here I think? Yes, yes, they were. Yeah, they were here. So on like the the day before the concert, you know, seventeen concert, I've noticed that like on, you know on social media and stuff, there's like so many people who bump into seventeen. Yeah, it's because you go out and I, I. It's just my luck. Anyway, um, I would have just said hi and been like, I'm a huge fan. Ah, ah, those lucky fans. Anyways, oh it's okay. One day, someday, you never know. In Chicago, in New York, in Boston, in... Is Texas, like, a common place for... Yes, very. I don't know why, like... It's, it's interesting, right? Texas is an interesting state. Right, but, like, I feel like some, you know, K-pop groups do have, like, two, like, venues in Texas. But I know there's a lot of fans in Texas. Yeah, there is a lot. But, like, yeah, just why? You could have... You could have... You know, have that other venue for like other states too. We we definitely used to be a lot more into K-pop back in the day, but now it's just like we listen to it. Yeah, but I'm excited for my future concerts. Are you? Would you travel abroad or travel to different states for them? Not really. <laughs> like I said, I like it here and I like to meet them here. But if they really into and a group that I want to see them live, then. There is a chance that I might go abroad and, you know, just travel f- to see them, but... That also depends the- on financial situations, right. I think. Yeah, so, uh, at the moment, I am broke, and I don't want to contribute to that brokenness anymore, yeah. so... <laughs> Do you know that some people take out loans to go shopping? shopping? Um, I Yes, I heard of it. Which is so interesting. I'm just like, why would you do that? Why would you take out a loan to go shopping and just... No, no, no. But the thing is, like, in America, it's, like, debt. Debt. Yeah. Debt culture is, like... I don't, but, I don't know. But why? Like... It's a thing. It's a thing here. And people are... People take out loan for school. People take out loan for... Okay. For cars. For, for school. For house. car. For necessities. Like, that I understand. For shopping... As in, like, clothes and makeup, I don't understand. Because those aren't necessities, but I guess people's lifestyles and priorities are different. And mm, it's like... Yes, and yeah. they gotta feed their addictions. I don't know. Any final thoughts? Any other thoughts? Um, I think... I think I feel, I feel like we covered a lot. And I do feel like post-grad life, it, it feels like nothing is gonna go the way you plan sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and that is okay because um you know uh, you're still trying to figure out your 
still young, you're still, um, you're still new <laughs> with this adulting thing. So it's, it's a, it's a learning process and, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up for stuff that you can't really control. With that, just take things as you go and keep learning while being kind to yourself like Ayla said and mm, that is it for today of kin's conversations but we will see you guys next time